Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Hi guys, Kevin Cotter here for our second blogcast, and I am really excited about this topic. It's one that a lot of people Ask about is one that's really popular on the Focus blog as well. In fact, it's received over 140,000 page views. And when you type in, how does someone become a saint? It's the number one answer on Google as well. Now, there's lots of different ways people could become saints. Got a lot of comments on this post, and there's some different ways for martyrs and some exceptions. We're just going to talk about today, what's the typical way that someone becomes a saint. And we're gonna do that through a set of questions and then gonna have some answers to those questions as well. So let's go ahead and get started. Our first question is, how does someone become a saint? Well, to answer the question directly, the Catholic Church believes that anyone can become a saint. That is someone who makes it to heaven. So whether you are a priest, a married woman, a single man, a religious sister, etc., the Catholic Church calls all men and women, whatever their state in life, to seek holiness and sainthood. This idea has been given more attention recently, and maybe most significantly during Vatican II, and with the document Lumen Gentium, and also um, that, that outline, this Lumen Gentium, which is the universal call to holiness. So Vatican II really pointed this out, that anyone can become a saint. So then the question becomes, and our second question here in this list is, why does the Catholic Church choose one person over another to be a saint. So sometimes we can casually say that the church is making him or her a saint. But technically, the church does not make saints. It recognizes someone who is already in heaven. So it's a really important distinction to make. It doesn't make saints or make people into saints. It recognizes someone who is already in heaven. In addition to this, the church is looking for folks whose lives are worth imitating to such a degree that they should be held up as an example to the church. So knowing these criteria can help people understand the process for how the Catholic Church recognizes saints. So our third question here is, what is the process of being recognized as a saint in the Catholic Church? When a lot of people say, how does somebody become a saint? This is what they're talking about. What's the process that this church goes through, and how do I know if a certain person who I want to become a saint or is beatified or whatever it may be, where are they at in the process, and how do they move to the next stage? So there's actually five steps to sainthood. I want to go over each one of, of these with you. So the first one is that the, the person's local bishop investigates their lives by gathering information from witnesses of their life and any writings that they may have written. If the bishop finds them worthy of being a saint, then this bishop submits the information that he's gathered to the Vatican's congregation for the cause of saints. That's step one. Step two is the congregation for the cause of saints can choose to reject the application or accept it, and they begin their own investigation of the person's life. If the congregation has accepted it, at this point in time, the person can be called a servant of God. So if you hear somebody being called a servant of God, this is what it's what it means. Ultimately, the bishop has made a recommendation, and then the congregation is looking into their life, and that's why we can call them a servant of God. The third step, if the congregation of of the causes for saints approves of the candidate, they can choose to declare that person lived a life, uh, lived a heroically virtuous life. This isn't a declaration that the person is in heaven, but they pursued holiness while here on earth. 
And so at this point, they, being, they can be called a venerable. So first we had servant of God, and now at this point in time, if they've pursued a life of holiness, they, they can be called venerable. Fourth, to be recognized as someone in heaven requires a miracle that has taken place through the intercession of that person. So this is the next step in this process. Not just that they lived a holy life, but that actually they are in heaven that we can recognize them as a saint. So this miracle is usually healing. And any healing has to be instantaneous, has to be permanent and complete, while also being scientifically unexplainable. So really quickly, it has to be instantaneous right away. It has to be permanent. It didn't come and then go. It has to be complete. It's not a partial healing. It has to be scientifically unexplainable. So miracles have to be first verified as scientifically unexplainable by a group of independent doctors. Then the person is approved by a panel of theologians. And then the final approval lies with the Pope. If, in this case, a person is declared uh, the, the next declaration is a, is a blessed. So if they have this one miracle in their life, again, as we're going through this process, that they've lived a, a, a life of worthy of imitation, that they sought out holiness here on earth, and then if we see a miracle attributed to them while they've after their death, then we can declare them a blessed. There's also a little interesting note on blesseds. Besides the number of miracles that can be attributed to them, usually just one, the difference between a blessed as a saint is the scope of devotion for a blessed is usually narrower. So it's usually limited to a specific group of people or a particular region of the world. Um, so and so not necessarily a universal uh, devotion. So maybe blessed Pier Giorgio Fursati, that's a very Italian saint that in that region they they hold up for, for veneration. Um, so you have the number of miracles, usually one for someone who's blessed, but also this kind of regionality thought as well. Our fifth step in this process is that a second miracle is needed in order to declare someone a saint and to hold them up for this universal, um, yeah, universal uh, devotion. The confirmation of a second miracle goes through the same scrutiny as the first. And remember, throughout all this process, the Pope is the final, uh, really, person that's going to make, basically recognize this person as a saint or not. Well, you've been listening to Kevin Cotter on the How To Catholic Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. And remember, until next time, be saints. It's worth it.